constantly in our Jesus challenge and this today is study. We're studying a particular scripture and what God's instructed me to do is teach us how to study his word. So we're going to use so we're going to be using the soap method. Um I apparently I've been using the soap method since I've been studying the Bible but in my own way but we're going to be using the soap method. The soap method is a scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Amen. So before we get before we dive into this study time, I want to just go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, I just thank you, Father God, for this day. Father God, I thank you, Father God, for this opportunity for us to grow and in you, Father God. That, Father God, tonight, Father God, as we're studying your word, Father God, your truth will be revealed, Father God, and understanding will be proclaimed. We just thank you, Father God, that you, we have opportunity, Father God, to study your word, to read your word, and make your word applicable to our life, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that this study time, Father God, you will get the glory out of it, Father God. Father God, through this study time that we bring it forth unto you, Father God, you will get the glory. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. For if you don't know, as I said, we're in the Jesus Challenge. In doing this challenge, we're using the Version Bible app for help, if you want to per se. Uh, we're, we're studying the Bible plan, Leadership Ignited. Um, it was on the uh, credits before I came in. Uh, we're doing Leadership Ignited right there. Um, and we are on day three. If you, if you want to continue with us, you can continue with us. You can start on day one and catch up, but we're on day three at the moment. And day three is talking about prayer. Day two talking about our ambition. And day one talked about our God's purpose in work. So we want to talk about Daniel chapter 2. Okay. So for those who don't know what the soap method is, it's right there. The soap method is scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Okay. We'll read the scripture. We'll make observation on what the scripture is saying. We'll put it into application. How can it apply to us in our life? And we'll pray at the end. All right. So let's go to Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. Verse 14. It reads, Then Daniel returned answered with counsel and prudence to Arach, the captain of the king's guard, who was forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arach, the king's captain, wherefore in the decree so urgent from the king? Then Arach made the thing known to Daniel. 
And Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would appoint him a time. And he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. That they would desire mercies of the Lord of heaven concerning the secret that Daniel and his companions should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God for ever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons and removed kings and set up kings and given wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that have understanding. And he revealed the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelled with him. Amen. That that's Daniel chapter two, verse fourteen through twenty-two. All right. So if we're going with the soap method, the scripture is Daniel chapter two, verse fourteen through twenty-two. And so as we read those scriptures, what we pull out of those scriptures that at the time. Arock, right, the captain of the king's guard is there to kill Daniel and his friends. And now Daniel and his friends don't know why. So the best part that we do with this is if we go back and start at verse one, you can read it in your own time, but I'm just going to help you out. And what it is, is that King Nebuchadnezzar is in, is in reign right now. He's ruling right now. And he is having trouble sleeping. He's he's having these dreams and he can't understand what these dreams mean and he's having trouble uh, interpreting it and he's, so he's having trouble sleeping. So he's a king, so he has all these advisors. He calls them musicians, solitons, en enhancers, enchancers, right? And so he goes to these people, right? His advisors, per se. And he talks to them and he says, I need help anticipating, I need help interpreting this dream. And then they ask, okay, tell us the dream so we can interpret it for you. And then King Nebuchadnezzar tells them, I need help interpreting it, but I don't remember the dream. I don't remember it. When I go to sleep, I know I know that it's the dream, but I can't interpret it, but I'm having trouble with it and I need to interpret it. But once he goes to someone to tell him the dream, he can't remember it. All right? So, and then all his survivors tell him, if you can't tell us the dream, we can't interpret the dream. So, King Nebuchadnezzar is so upset and angry, he makes a decree and says, okay, since no one can tell me what this dream means, right, I'm going to make a decree that all the wise men in the land be killed. Right? So, and then we're at verse 14, where the king's guard, Arok, goes to kill Daniel and his friends. And the king's guard makes known to Daniel what's going on. And once the king's guard makes known to Daniel what's going on, Daniel 
goes to King Nebuchadnezzar. There we go. Daniel goes to King Nebuchadnezzar. All right, it goes. Verse 16. And Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would appoint him a time and would show the king the interpretation. So, first off, Daniel goes to the king. He asks for a time so he can interpret the dream. He didn't ask for details of the dream. He asked for a time so he can interpret the dream. Okay? And then, after he goes to the king, what he does next is then Daniel went to his house and made known to his friends Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. And they would desire mercies of the Lord of heaven concerning this secret. Right. So, as we make observation, so we see that Daniel is now, Daniel knows what's going on. He knows that the king has trouble interpreting his dream, but he can't remember the dream, so now he needs help interpreting the dream. Now, once he gets that notification, he goes on and asks the king for time to interpret the dream. Okay? And then, after he gets the time, approved time from the king, he goes to his house, to his friends, right? And then, they go before the Lord, okay? That is what we're seeing here, right? And then, as we continue reading, verse 19, Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a vision of night. Then Daniel blessed the Lord of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of the Lord God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. So, we, we, we talked about that. Now, once they prayed unto God, they went to God about the, the secret thing, right? And then it says, the secret thing was revealed to Daniel. Right? And what did Daniel do after it was revealed? He blessed God. And what? And after he blessed God, he 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 told God why. He he exalted. He blessed God, and then he exalted God. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His, right? And the changed the times and the seasons, and removed kings and set of the kings, giving him wisdom upon wisdom and knowledge of, the, of them. To, that have understanding, he reveals the deepest and secret things. He knows it, what is in the darkness, and the light that dwells in him. So, so Daniel, once he got what he prays for, Daniel praised God. Once Daniel and his friends got what they prayed for, they praised God. And then, if you read verse 24, he went to A-Rock and brought the interpretation to the king. Right? So, that's, the, that's we, we, what we see now in the scripture is that Daniel had a problem 
And what he did with the problem, unlike most of us, what he did with the problem, he acknowledged the problem. He acknowledged the problem. He didn't run from the problem. He didn't hide from the problem. He didn't try to destroy the problem. He, he What Daniel did with the problem, right, is he went to the authority of the problem and got approval to get the problem removed. Okay? Stay with me. So we, we see that Instead of running away from a problem, instead of being afraid of the problem, instead of not stepping up to the problem, what Daniel did was Daniel acknowledged the problem and got approval to destroy the problem. And once he got approval, what he did was he went to his place of living. He went to his secret place. He went to his place with his friends so he can pray. So, he acknowledged the problem. He got approval to destroy the problem. And then he went to God for the problem. He, he didn't go in it himself. He didn't say, I'm a man of God. I can I can interpret this dream without God. I'm a man of God, right? I should be able to do this. But what Daniel did was he said, "I'm a man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not much, but I know God can change this thing. I know God can change it, right?" So what he did, him and his friends went in a time with God. They prayed before God, right? And God answered them. You, you, you see, so many of us want answers. So many of us want to be free. So many of us want to change. But, but we're still depending on ourselves. We, we, we want to be independent and we're depending on ourselves. That we, we believe that once we're saved, we have the power to do what God asks us to do. But what God wants us to know that is, it is in, it is through him that we have the power. That it starts with him. You, you see, Daniel and his friends, you see what Daniel told his friends, his friends knew what to do. You, you see his friends and say, okay, we, we need to talk about King Ezra We need to try to find a way that we can dethrone this king because I'm not about to die for something I can't do. I'm not about to die because I can't interpret the dream. I'm not about to die because this king is so upset that he can't handle his own problems. So, but, but instead of complaining, instead of gossiping, instead of doing all that, what, what his, him and his friends did was they prayed before God. They said, okay, we need an answer. Yes, I know we can probably overthrow this king if we all band together, but I know a God who answers all. I know a God that, my God that I serve, I know if we go before God, he will be able to answer this, this prayer. So let's go before God. 
So, all right, and they went before God, right? And then it said, the secret was revealed unto Daniel. You see, when they brought it to God, God answered them. God answered them. Okay? Now, that sounds about easy, so go, put, put, when, when we have a problem, go to God first, right? That sounds easy, right? But let me let you know, sometimes it's not always easy. When, when we have a problem, it is not always easy to go before God. Because as I spoke on yesterday, there, there's some things about fear and that tries to come against us. There's this thing called worry that tries to creep into our life. There's some things that are in our lives that we need to detach from. But we love it so much because it brings us a little comfort, right? Worry brings us a little comfort. I don't know why, but it does. Fear brings us a little comfort. I don't know why, but it does, right? You see, fear, the, the comfort that fear brings us, it doesn't, it, it doesn't allow us to step into the unknown. You see, fear lets us step into what we know. Fear allows us to step into the very thing that we know. If we don't know it, we're not going, we're not stepping into it. But fear keeps us into a, a onto a path that we only know, that we can deal with, that we can understand, that we have the means to control. Worry keeps us in the comfort zone where, oh, it, 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 it ties along with fear, but worry says, okay, it, it ties along with fear because of, I don't have to worry about it if I can control it. I don't have to worry about it if I've been through it before. I don't have to worry about it if I know where I'm going, right? But but the thing is, fear and worry isn't what God wants in us. You, you see, God wants us to have faith and worship, but not fear and worry. God wants us to have faith in the God that is the God of our life. He wants to have faith in the God that's in control of our life, right? He wants us to have faith in the God that saved us. He wants us to have faith in the Holy Spirit that comforts us. So, so we see that Daniel and his friends, they found faith in the God that comforts them. And that he answered them because they found faith in him. So, you see, I'm, I'm bringing it close, bringing it closer, right? Faith of a mustard seed, that's all you need is the faith of a mustard seed. All you need to do is trust God in the little thing. Trust God to wake you up. He got you. Trust God to get you to work on time. He got you. Trust God. And the thing about a mustard seed, a mustard seed doesn't stay a seed. It grows into a tree. And once you trust God with the little things, you'll be able to trust God with the big things. Trust God with your rent. Trust God with your bills. Trust God with the new thing. Trust God with the business. Trust God with the TV show. Trust God with your family. So what I want us to take from the scripture, what I want us to apply to our lives is when problems come in our lives, trust God with it. Just start with the small thing. You see, this challenge isn't for us to, 
to try to challenge the big things in our lives. It's just to start with the big things. Let it start with God. If you have to start all over, start all over. You see, God will redeem the time. God will redeem the, the, the finances. God will redeem it. All you have to do is start with God. Amen. Come on now. You see, I love, I talk about Daniel a lot because Daniel's really easy to talk about. I mean, David, I'm sorry. David's really easy to talk about because David was just a little kid when he was anointed to be king. Right? He was just a little kid when he was anointed to be king. And yet, he still trusted God with the anointing. He still trusted God with being a shepherd boy. He still trusted God enough to serve his father, enough to serve King Saul, even though he was anointed to be in Saul's place. And when we trust God with the little things, for example, David trusted God to defeat the lion and the bear. And then once, and then he was able to trust God to defeat the nine-foot giant and, and his family. You see, many people don't know about this, but Goliath was one of five giants, the smallest of five giants, matter of fact. And throughout David's being a warrior and kingship, he defeated all five giants, starting with Goliath. But it started with the lion. And it started with him just trusting God, knowing that God's going to bring him to where God told him. It starts with the small thing. Don't worry about the big thing right now. God showed you that vision. But he, he wants to entrust in you with what you have now. And it's, that's it. We, we, we've been talking... Talking about leadership, right? And the thing about leadership, with leadership comes stewardship. And the thing about stewardship is how we manage the thing that is in our circle. How we manage the things that God's given us. And you, you see, Daniel and his friends were given a decree of death on their life. And the, the way they managed that was they brought it to God. They brought it to God and God answered them. And God gave them the secrets of the dark things. God gave them the secrets of something they didn't know. So what God wants us to know today with Daniel chapter 2, verse four, well, Daniel chapter 2 period, actually, is that Trust God with the little things. Yes, trust God with getting that. Trust God that He'll pay your rent once a month. Yeah. Trust Him. Trust that that is God gave you that job, right, to bring income in, to pay your rent, to pay your bills, to pay your tithes, to pay offerings, to honor your leadership, to honor those in your life. Trust that God did not just bring you here. To set you back. Trust that God brought you here to set you up for a purpose for what he's shown you. Trust God. God wants us to be able to trust him. Trust 
in him. That that's if I would want to title this lesson, trust in God. You see, the thing I want to expose to so many people, illuminate to people nowadays is that preaching isn't about being the best God, being spiritual or being all in the word is about studying. That's the that's the that's where it starts at. Studying and trusting that God has given you a word. So when studying the word of God isn't for just pastors, isn't just for leaders in the church, isn't just for preachers. Studying the word of God is for everyone. God wants you to be able to study the word of God. If he didn't want you to study the word of God, he wouldn't been able, he wouldn't have made it possible that the Bible be on everything you can have have your hand on. He it you can have on a, a paperback, you can have it on the electronics, your phone, your iPads, your tablets, whatever. Study the Bible. Rightly dividing the word of truth, right? You see, when you study the Bible, this is what God gave me this week. Before I even got to this, when you study the word of God, false prophets won't rise. False prophets will rise, but they won't last. You, you, you see, when you study the Bible for yourself, you will know what God is saying. You, you'll be able to hear his voice. Matter of fact, um, Pastor Jerry Flowers is doing a series on voices. And the very thing he's been talking about is hearing the voice of God. And... In one of his sermons, he says, there's a strange voice, right? And, and the thing about it is, there's a strange voice that's more voices speaking. See, you, you see, and that there's voices speaking in our lives on a daily day basis. And if we don't study the word of God, we'll start to lean more to those voices of the world than lean to the voices of God. When we don't study the word of God, we'll go every which way thinking it's God. When we don't study the word of God, we'll start to say this is God when it's actually not. When we start to study the word of God, we'll start to understand what God is bringing us and how God is bringing us. When we study the word of God, as we said on September 12th, we'll, we'll get into the timing and temple of God a lot smoother. You see, the very thing about timing and tempo is I'm a musician. I play, I started off playing trumpet. And when I started playing trumpet, we, we beginner trumpet, right? You, you start in this book and you start with easy songs to follow, to play. And then once you start playing more, you start getting into seventh grade, eighth grade, high school level, you start to get more fast paced music, you start to get more different type of notes, whether than the four notes you learned in the beginning, you start to get 16th notes, uh, triplets, uh, all these other different notes. You start to get uh, like different accents in the music and it, it all creates a timing and a tempo and it all makes up the song. And if you don't play those accents and those notes just right, you, it won't sound like the song. It will sound 
to, it, for some, it'll sound a complete hot mess, and to others, it won't sound like a song. It'll sound similar, but it won't sound like the song. And what God is saying, when we study the word of God, when we study what God is saying in, in the time, when we study what God is illuminating in his scriptures, when we study the word of God, we're, we're, we're getting we're getting better at the timing and tempo, and we're getting in sync with what he's saying and what he sees for this world. For God sees a world unified. For God sees us worshiping him, exalting him as one body in sync. When something is out of sync, right, that it... it Medical professionals call it a disorder. Medical professionals call it wrong, not working right. And they try to get it in sync. And what God wants us to do is to get in sync with him so we can do what he's called us to do. And the best way to get in sync with him is study the word of God. So that's Daniel chapter 2 as we studied and what we, as I said, we, we the scripture was Daniel chapter two, verse fourteen, verse fourteen through twenty-two. And we observed that Daniel came into a problem, a decree of death. He went to his house. He went with his friends, and they prayed before God. And God answered them and showed them the secrets. And after the, he showed them the secrets, they rejoiced to him. So after God gave them the secrets, they rejoiced before God. They acknowledged God. So once God gave them the blessing, once God gave them the house, once God gave them the car, once God gave them the relationship, once God gave them the promotion, they went and celebrated with their friends. No, that's not what scripture says. They went and worshiped God for the blessing. You see, we 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 observed that they came into a problem. And this the problem was the decree of death. And instead of running, they went before God and got on their faces. Right? And God answered them. And after God answered them, they worshiped him. So what, what God wants us to pull from this scripture is when we have a problem, we don't go to social media. We don't go to our group of toxic friends. We don't go to our yes circle. We don't go to the people who will make us feel better. We go to God and and put him before the problem. Because the very thing is God is bigger than the problem that we're facing anyway. Right? So we, we bring the problem to God. And he gives us an answer. He gives us what we've been longing for. He gives us what we've been praying for. And instead of just taking what we've been praying for, showing it off, boasting and bragging, we worship God. 
we worship God. We're thankful that we have what we pray for. But how many of us are thankful for God for giving it to us? How many of us are thankful for God? Come on. You see, not only were Daniel and his friends thankful for the answer, they were thankful for God. You see, because without God, they would have never got the answer. So what God wants us to pull from this scripture is when there's a problem, go before God. When God answers the problem, when God gives us the when God gives us what we've been praying for, thank him. Be thankful and honor him. Amen. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just thank you, Father God. For this time, Father God, of worship, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for this time of studying. We thank you, Father God, for what you're about to do in the lives of your believers who are watching right now, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that it starts with you. And, Father God, as we start with you, you are showing us, Father God, where we need to go. You're showing us what we need to do, Father God. And, Father God, as we getting in sync with you. We're taking the time to study your word, Father God. We're taking the time to study, Father God, where you have us to go, where you have us to do, and what you have us to do, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for this time, Father God, of studying, Father. We thank you that tonight, Father God, that we have an understanding that as we're studying your word of God, we will get We'll get an understanding, Father God. We'll get it, we'll observe what is going on in Scripture and we'll apply it to our lives, Father God. That we'll apply it to our lives, Father God. That we just say, Father God, as we read your scripture, Father God, that your scripture will look more, that we'll look more like your scripture, Father God. And in turn, we'll look more like you, Father God. That is the that is the goal, Father God. To become more like you, Father God. To become more like who you created us and called us to be, Father. We just thank you, Father God, for this time, Father God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor in your son Jesus' name. Amen. We just thank God once again. I thank God for you for tuning in. I thank God for you to joining in with me on this challenge. And at the end of this challenge, I am believing that there will be a change. That God is that as we get closer with God, he has continued changing us from the inside and the evidence will show on the outside. And to God be the glory. And through this challenge, he will get the glory. Thank you. Good night. And why do you seem so fine? But if this couple pass, how many states that your will be Hey Amen. Just want to let everyone know tonight was the S on G on the Jesus challenge, and tomorrow we're gonna be understanding. We're gonna get some understanding. Amen.